Hi guys, this is Drew from the Cellcast, and what you are about to hear is our review from the Frank and Weenie episode of our t animated series segments for Star Trek Lower Decks Season 2, namely the episodes Strange Energies and Kayshawn, His Eyes Open. We are doing this be uh, because we want to get, get it where you can just listen to our animated series episodes for Lower Decks all in one go without having to go and search for them. If you, and, and we're doing this as a promotion for season four, because uh, as those are going to be coming out starting on Labor Day weekend, we are going to be releasing first with the Lower Decks Strange New Worlds crossover episode, Those Old Scientists. From that point on, we're going to be releasing each episode as we review them. So in order for you to be able to just start from first, first contact, our first contact, first, first contact, second contact. That's the name of that first episode. So you can go from second contact all the way to whatever episode season four ends on. Uh, you'll be able to do the whole thing without having to go searching where the season two and three episodes at the end of uh, other movies that you may or may not have an interest in. Uh, if you like what we're doing here, please let us know in the comments. So We'll know if we need to make the extra effort to go back and do the same with Tangled the Series, uh, Thundercats 2011, and our X-Men episodes that we've done so far. Uh, if you do, we'll do that. We may even go ahead and put it in an entirely separate feed so you just have those segments. Not sure what the plan there is yet, but keep an eye out for that. Anyway, once again, thank you all for hanging out. Uh, here is our Lower Decks, here's our animated series episodes for Star Trek Lower Decks for Strange Energies and Kayshawn, His Eyes Open. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Robotech. when we left off on these reviews what a year and a half ago roughly when we uh we left off at the end of season one and uh one of our characters boimler had moved on to a new ship yeah while the other three are left back on the cerritos mm -hmm. so let's go that's pretty much what happened all you really need to know going yes. into this so let's go ahead and jump into the first episode of season two Strange Energies, which was directed by Jason Zurich and written by Mike McKayan. Since this is the first episode of this, I am going to go through the entire cast list. Uh, Tawny Newsom plays Ensign Beckett Mariner. Jack Quaid plays Ensign Brad Boimler. 
Noel Wells plays Ensign Devon Attendi. Eugene Cordero plays Ensign Samantha Rutherford. Don Lewis plays Captain Carol Freeman. Jerry O'Connell plays Commander Jack Ransom. Uh, Jillian Vigman plays Dr. Ta'ana. Uh, Fred Tadasior, who last season played uh, uh, science, uh, uh, Security Officer Shax, mm-hmm. the Bajoran. Yeah. Uh, he is still in the cast. And in this episode, he vo- he voiced one of the uh, Cardassian Guard holograms. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Rogers plays Lieutenant Commander Stevens. Missy Pyle plays the holographic Cardassian interrogator. And if the name Missy Pyle sounds familiar to you, she was in Galaxy Quest as one of the Thermians. Oh, okay. The female Thermian. Oh, okay. Just to put that in perspective. I gotcha. Kind, Semi-Star Trek royalty. Uh, Jenna McKenna, sorry, Jessica McKenna plays Ensign Barnes. Lauren Lapkus plays Ensign Jennifer Sharian. Phil Lamar plays Admiral Freeman. And this episode, we have guest starring Jonathan Frakes as C- Captain William T. Riker. For two lines. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in this episode, the USS Cerritos is dispatched on a mission which results in an inter- encounter with strange energy uh trivia for this episode although there is no official star date given within the episode itself a log by ransom on the star trek logs instagram account dated the episode to somewhere around star date 57995.8 roughly around where it's supposed to be Mm. Uh, in mariner's hollow program the holographic boiler says the cardassians keep showing him lights this is a reference to the Next Generation episode, Chains of Command Part 2, where Gol Madred tortured Captain Jean-Luc Picard by repeatedly showing him four bright lights and telling him they were in fact five lights. When Picard refused to submit, he was tortured by a small device implanted in his chest that allowed Madred to inflict pain in any part of Picard's body. Which is why every Star Trek fan knows, There are four lights! Anyway, and apparently I still don't get that joke. <laughs> I'll make you watch that episode one day. Uh, the ships featured in the Cardassian facility as Mariner steals the McDuff include two Galore class Cardassian uh, cruisers, three Jem'Hadar fighters, four Bajoran interceptors, four Danube class runabouts, five Delta Flyer type vessels, seven Federation attack fighters, three Snipe class Fergus, and two D5 Klingon battle cruisers. Five small Cardassian ships of an unnamed type and three Hideki class vessels. Uh, Mariner's line about how the crew is not supposed to have interpersonal conflict is a reference to Gene Roddenberry's infamous rule during the early years of Star Trek The Next Generation mm. that there couldn't be any conflict between the main characters and that all drama had to come from outside forces. Mm. And now you know why the show nearly died in two seasons. Uh huh. Uh, that episode references Gary Mitchell uh, early in the episode, and it's a call. That's a callback to the second pilot of the original series, where No Man Has Gone Before, which aired as episode three. Uh, in it, Lieutenant Commander Gary Mitchell was exposed to strange energies at the edge of the galaxy and given godlike powers. So, Jacob. What is what are your thoughts on this not being a big Star Trek person and being forced along this by your co-host? 
I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. It was a fun episode. There again, I didn't catch all the references. Be like, okay, that's a reference to something. I don't get it. This but, episode, there wasn't too many. No, there wasn't. But the the idea that I think it's a Mariner who is now kind of her her and her mother who's a captain mm-hmm. have given her basically free reign to do whatever she wants is that the yeah. same episode yeah yeah same episode that's what I thought. and there again i that's what causes the main conflict in this episode exactly because it's mariner is everything she's trying her best what she thinks is right unfortunately screws up <laughs> of course of course I, I i do like the idea that they like they go down they go down and poor bormler Poor Bormler. He finally got what he always, <laughs> always wanted. wanted and it's actually being in the A story of an actual Star Trek series. So every week he has to deal with this crap. And Riker say, using all of those jazz terms, it's like, how do you know what he's saying? I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> anyway. Oh my gosh. But it's like, it's then you get the, you get the side story with Tinley, right? Tindy, Tindy, yeah. Yeah. Tindy. Tindy and her her the her her uh, her guide crush. <laughs> yeah, because that's the thing. Rutherford did technically uh, get horribly injured at the end of the last yeah. episode uh, because in order to get out of the pack led vessel and it's still connected, Shax literally ripped the uh, Im- his implant yeah. out and then ran, and that caused some memory issues. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. Yeah. Also. Shax is dead at this point. Really? Yeah. In this episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a very long time since I watched yeah. the first season. But uh it's a good episode. It's there again. It's um uh Mariner trying to get herself out of the the problem she put herself into mm-hmm. and the uh, the 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 first what is it the the first not captain but he's the he's the first officer first officer he's the first officer oh i think it's like riker be like he's he's it's, riker it's the same role it's the same role uh in fact a lot of uh ransom's uh what, what do you call it? Um, mannerisms yeah are based off riker they are very much based off riker be like I've, I've I've seen a little bit of Star Star Trek: The Next Generation, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, Riker. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but uh, oh my gosh, be like uh the guy who originally played Riker, uh, yeah, Jonathan Franks. Jonathan Franks, be like just sound like every scene he was in was chewing it up. It was so oh, funny, yeah. just so funny, and uh, like just like like there again, there's a lot of the things going on. Be like I may not understand because I'm not a Trekkie. Or a trekker, trekkie, trekkie, trekkie. Okay. I use the term trekkie. If that's wrong, I don't care. Okay, either or. But uh, it's a fun episode, and it's <laughs> how they solve this this dilemma of the 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 uh, the 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 uh, the, uh, <laughs> the first lieutenant or whatever his name is, first officer. First officer. He would be a commander in rank. Okay, the command. What's his name? Uh, ransom yeah jack ransom. ransom yeah jack ransom uh getting you know zapped by this ray and the the joke would be like oh it may it may give him idea of godly powers yes. and he turns this immediately. Godly, this immediately i'm like oh no this is not gonna be good like oh my and then he starts he starts uh doing so many star trek things from the past where his, his head separates from his body and grows to massive size nice. while slowly turning everyone on the planet into little ransomites yeah ransom that was hilarious <laughs> and changing all everything to be like uh fitness equipment because he's got a very big fitness th- thing on that show uh-huh. 
because he's trying to be Riker and Kirk, basically. Yeah, right. And oh my gosh, the 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 way they this, uh, solve the dilemma because obviously because um, uh, the the mother and daughter don't mm-hmm. they don't get along. They really don't. They, they both they hate work working for each, each other, other, but they don't. Neither one of them knows how to get out of it, and that's what's really got Ransom set off. Yeah. And Ransom just he he wants the the admiration from his captain mm-hmm. and he's not getting it because you know uh the daughter's getting it. Yeah. And uh the the, the solution to uh get it, you know getting him to calm down. Well, I I love how they explained it when she says, Well, how did they stop the scary Mitchell guy back in the old days? Uh, they dropped a boulder on him. I'm thinking, yeah, they did. <laughs> they did drop a boulder on him. And then at the very end, it's like, yeah, she is doing the uh we call it the Megazord maneuver. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes, it is the Megazord she is, maneuver. She is, she is kicking him right in him, yeah, right in his manhood. We'll say, yeah, ouch, and continues doing it because it's the only thing that's distracting him enough for the energies to want to leave. It's like, oh no, a power up, and, and finally they put they they finally bring him to a full stop because Doctor Taana has found a forklift <laughs> with a boulder <laughs> and drops it on him. Oh, like, well, that'll do it. Oh my gosh. That'll do, kitty. That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah, this this episode is fun. I like there again, going back to season one with uh Sergeant Lower Decks, there was a lot of apprehension watching this because mm-hmm. obviously it's the creators of uh uh Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. And I was like, this is, doesn't sound fun at all. And but, I was worried when we first did this, even yeah. though it was my idea. Yeah. And I mean, like, it's it's really good. It's really well done storytelling. Mm-hmm. And uh, is be like the uh, the episode where uh, this is the same episode where uh, uh, crap. What's her name? The main character of the show. Mariner. Mariner. Yeah. Mariner be like she's doing this hologram where she's working out and she's yes. breaking out of a, a prison. <laughs> Trying to get out her frustrations because that is how she uh uh that's how she does her uh her her her, uh athletic athletic stuff keeps it fit yeah and i love the part where they're on what is obviously a recreation of the uh the the uh, con ship from uh Khan. yeah the uh the reliant yeah the reliant because it was even that it was even a miranda class vessel Mm -hmm. and the and and the cardassian the vote the holographic cardassian she's pulled along here says why quit doing squats? What are you doing? She says, I can't. It's leg day. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Mariner be like, is I'm, I'm kind of torn between her character. Cause she's the kind of character that really gets on your nerves about everything. Right. And she literally gets away with it all the time. Well, not, all the she, time. not all the time. No, but it's just more like she just does whatever she wants. She like, she has to face consequences most of the time, but it's just like, uh, can we stop with this, please? But it's the character. I understand it's yeah. the character and it's how these stories play. But this is like, oh my gosh, will this character get put in her place? <laughs> and then you've got Tindy. Oh my Bless God. Her heart. I'm trying to save my friend. <laughs> yes, because he's got some kind of disorder that uh, the first thing is you change your preferences. The next thing you know, your brain's leaking out through your, your nose. nose. <laughs> it's like, what? And then she puts on, and, and, and Rutherford's trying to be nice about it because he doesn't know what, mm-hmm. what she's actually talking about. 
and she puts all of these little shock things on on him uh-huh. and keeps setting it off at random times because if he if she tr- keeps it low or it doesn't regular, mm-hmm. change up the voltage or whatever, mm-hmm. he'll get used to it. And then finally, he he gets tired of it, rips all that off, and goes on his date mm-hmm. from the, uh, with the lady from the first episode. Uh-huh. And then Tendy shows up with a medical gun. <laughs> That's what it is. It yeah. shoots medical splooge. <laughs> and oh my god starts firing at him and then my, my favorite part <laughs> they get to that hallway and he puts up the uh the the force field yeah so she can't get to him and the point she's trying to she wants to cut out his brain yeah, she's gonna cut out his brain to figure out what the problem is <laughs> oh my and they they start and they get having this heart to heart conversation Meanwhile, on the other side of the window of this corridor, <laughs> Ransom is attacking the ship with his mouth. <laughs> it's like, you know, nom, this nom, is a nom. nice, sweet image, but I'm kind of distracted by the giant head. And y'all don't care. That's what's <laughs> funny. Oh, my god! Giant gosh. head of your commanding officer your, is attacking the yeah. ship. <laughs> and you're just having this nice conversation about your corridor, friendship. About friendship. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Yeah, this this is a good episode. Yeah, it's it's a good be like okay, let's get back into what what we did at the end of season mm-hmm. one, which I'm still trying to remember how in the season one ended. Just really brief, really brief. Do you just give me a good good? Well, never mind. Just take that home and watch. It's only ten episodes. <laughs> that is true. You got a week. I got a and week. a half. A week and a half. No, uh, basically, what happened was is. Uh, the last episode uh, that we watched, uh, mm-hmm. no small parts. Yeah, uh, the Cerritos goes to answer a distress call from another Cali class ship. That's right. Yeah, the other Cali class ship has been pretty much destroyed by mm-hmm. a pack led vessel. Which yeah. pack leds up to this point in Star Trek were considered to be jokes, mm-hmm. and there are still kind of jokes going forward from this. But they're actually a bit of a threat in this. Oh yeah, that's right. And uh, they go the only way they can figure out to well the ship is getting hurt and destroyed freeman gets uh captain freeman gets injured and has to be left in sick bay but she's still able to give orders right so mariner takes over for her on the bridge that's right that's right meanwhile uh 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 rutherford Mm -hmm. this entire episode there's a running gag that he's found this new feature on it that changes his personality every time he resets it but he can't get it back to normal oh yeah and right. the entire time uh he realizes oh if we're going to take that if we need to take we need he he figures out how to get a virus mm-hmm. the virus will be able to take down if it's done right, a certain right, way right, yeah. but most humans can't would not be able to program something mm-hmm. but he does know somebody who can so he goes to the holodeck and gets badgy to do it oh yeah badgy <laughs> and who uh might still feel a little hurt from his previous uh, appearance on the episode. Just a bit. And uh, gets it on there and says, you'll have to get on the ship to do it. So he, uh, Rutherford runs to sickbay to report, and and, uh, they're going to give it to the the, uh, the only episode she's appeared in so far. Mm. Peanut Hamper, the little exocomp, uh, the little robot thing. Yeah. That's called an exocomp. And she says, oh, because because it seems like the mission would be tailor-made for this. Like, mm-hmm. And she says, nope, I'm going to teleport myself out here because I don't want to deal with any of this crap. Oh, yeah, that's and she right. she teleports away and Rutherford says, well, I'm going to have to do it and get over there. And Shax says something to the effect of, you're not going over there alone. He grabs Rutherford and runs to the cargo bay to get on, mm-hmm. get on the uh, runabout. 
and they get over to the Paclet vessel. He gets it in there, and Badgie shows up again on the Mars. Says, yeah, because because the virus gets uploaded to ninety eight percent, but won't continue going until after Rutherford is dead because mm-hmm. Badgie is feeling revengeful for yeah. you know his neck getting snapped in that right. episode, right? And uh, Shax pulls out, uh, rips out uh, his uh, Rutherford's implant, throws Rutherford into the runabout, the shellcraft, and then pushes it out there, giving his final lines: "Hang in there, baby bear." Okay. was actually the subtitle i used for the episode we reviewed this on yeah and as far as we know that was the final time he was going to show up on the show okay and uh they get back we find out yes rutherford was able to be saved and they got him a new implant but he has lost a lot of his memory because right. of the implant mm-hmm. mariner has taken as a now that you know everyone knows that she is a uh, mariner is, is a freeman's daughter mm-hmm. uh they decide they're going to team up and be an unstoppable mommy daughter team. Yeah. Doing things that officially Starfleet can't do, but she's going to let her do it. And of course that's what leads to this. And that's mm-hmm. why they kind of have to reverse it. Yeah. And Tendi is just Tendi. Yeah. And Boimler got a up, got, got the rate, the, uh, raise, not the raise, the promotion mm-hmm. to the Titan. Yeah. And, uh, Mariner wasn't happy about that. No, of course. And she definitely wasn't happy about that at the beginning of this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead and give that a watch. It's a fun, it's only 10 episodes and it's quick. I gotcha. And ever since we got a break next week. Yeah, we got week. a break. You got time. Yeah. All right. So good. Yeah. So, so let's, we now we need to go to the next one. Yeah. Which is uh, Kayshawn, His Eyes Open, which was directed by Kim Arndt and written by Chris Kula. In this episode, uh, our lower deckers have trouble bonding with Ensign Jet Manhaver, who has been assigned Boimler's bunk and shift duties. Meanwhile, we get a glimpse of Boimler's life on the USS Titan, which is more intense than he thought it would be. Uh, in this one, uh, Fred Tadasior is now vo- in this episode voices Kerner Howes, the holographic recording of the uh, who of the guy who owned the the station that they're yeah. on. Uh, Jonathan Frakes returns as Captain William T. Riker. Uh, Richard Fulcher plays the pack led leader. Robert Gilbert plays the Titan chief, Titan's chief engineer. Marcus Henderson is Ensign Jet Manhaver. Vanessa Marshall is the Titan's first officer. Jessica McKinnon returns as Barnes. Nolan North is a Carzil 6 miner. Uh, Ryan Stanger, Stringer is the Titans tactical officer. Carl Tart in, in his first episode as Kayshawn. Mm-hmm. And you only thought we got away from a shorty from Rapunzel, didn't you? Oh, no. Dr. Miglimo, the uh, bird counselor. Yeah. Is voiced by Paul F. Tompkins. Oh, crow. <laughs> I didn't realize that till I was doing the research for this. Like, oh no. Uh trivia for this one. This is gonna be a bit, so give me a bit give me a minute. Items that are nods to other Star Trek stories that can be seen as part of the collection include the diorama showing the spear through the back, Abraham Lincoln skeleton, and the silicon life form from Star Trek the original series episode The Savage Curtain, the salt monster vampire from the original series episode The Man Trap, one of the addictive eyepiece games from this next the star trek next generation next generation episode the game one of the vulcan pugil sticks from the original series episode a mock time a box of wine from chateau picard the visor worn by data when he dealt poker uh riker's trombone the photon tube spock was buried in at the end of star trek to the mm-hmm. wrath of khan and they found on in star trek 3 the search for spock one of the mind spheres from the original series episode return to tomorrow 
Sulu's fencing foil from the original series episode, The Naked Time, a Kataskot board, which was a game favored by Seven of Nine and Naomi Wildman on Star Trek Voyager, episode Infinite Regress, a Pulse Cannon from Star Trek Insurrection, the Terran Empire flag from the original series episode Mirror Mirror, and the Enterprise episode In a Mirror Darkly, Picard's Curlin Nysko's given to him by Professor Galen in the original series episode The Chase, a Horta Egg from the original series episode The Devil in the Dark, and the Necklace Khan made out of a Starfleet insignia from a uniform belt buckle in Wrath of Khan. Wow. There was a lot of stuff. There was. And, that, and there's one more thing. The giant skeleton wearing the tattered blue Starfleet yeah, what uniform was that? belongs to the Spock clone named Spock 2 from the Star Trek animated series episode, The Infinite Vulcan. Wow. That's a weird show, and I haven't got to that episode, and now I'm curious. <laughs> uh, the new security officer, Sean, is one of the children of Tama, or Temerians, which first appeared in the Next Generation episode, Darmok. Basically, the they are speak they speak a language that the universal translator can't completely translate. Okay. It can get what they're saying into English, but because they mostly speak in idioms, mm -hmm. a literal translation is not very helpful. Yeah. So like when he says stuff like uh uh like at the end when he says Shaka when the walls fell, mm -hmm. that is him literally saying something that that's the best universal translator can actually do by himself. By himself. I gotcha. So a lot of times he's actually speaking natively in English, or not natively in English, but he's actually speaking in English, but sometimes he'll revert back and speak in his native language, which mm -hmm. gets translated in these weird idioms. Yeah. And that's actually an interesting episode to go watch. Interesting. Um, and this also at the end, uh, as Boimler leaves Riker with his transporter clone, which is something that happened to Riker in next generation episode. i caught that <laughs> Riker instructs the computer to play nightbird nightbird was a gag on star trek the next generation it is a fictional fictional composition that is never actually heard but is said to be very complex troy takes great delight in Riker's inabilities to, su to successfully play the song's solo portion on his trombone despite many years of practice okay <laughs> that makes a little more sense yes uh, and pause right here. Hang on. That's the wrong thing. Sorry, Dila. Uh, we got raided by Geek Devotions. Nice. Uh, he says a dramatic raid. And then bird counselor? Yeah, bird <laughs> counselor. counselor. <laughs> he's a bird alien, and he's the counselor on the ship. <laughs> and he said dramatic pause. And then, lol, yes. Yes, you did. Uh, yeah, so we are on the last episode that we're of Star Trek Lower Decks that we're reviewing tonight, guys. Uh, we will be done here in just a minute. Season two, season episode two, two, episode two. Uh, Kishan, his eyes open, and he gets turned into a puppet, which is hilarious. <laughs> in and of itself. Uh, Geek Devotions, you really don't want this bird brain as your counselor, but it's what they have. <laughs> He first showed up in a season one episode where they literally are mocking every Star Trek movie. <laughs> wow. But anyway, yeah, uh, back to this. Uh, what are your thoughts on this episode? Jake? This one was like, it was, it was interesting. It was, I like the, the idea that uh Mariner has be like, she, she, she's, she's missing Boimler, oh, but yeah. she's like obviously missing him. 
and uh this new guy shows up and it's just like he's by the books kind of guy he's not entirely new he actually appeared uh in, a, in the season one episode uh there's something about boimler where Bo- we find we find out boimler had a girlfriend oh but jet manhaver is essentially taking up all of uh her time while they're, they're visiting because uh boimler had some kind of weird parasite that made him more attractive somehow oh yeah yeah, yeah that yeah so he was the other man that he was getting jealous of okay that's who that character is yeah so i i, I like this dynamic between um mariner and uh something ben, ben hammer ben hammer but uh there again i am terrible with names people don't uh, worry you'll never have to th- i don't think man shows up ever again after this oh uh, okay but i i like the dynamic between these two characters because it's obviously mariner it's like be like you're just trying to steal all the spotlight and they're just like he's nailing everything about her it's like mm-hmm. no you're doing the exact same thing it's like yeah. no i'm not it's like yes you are <laughs> it's great and they're, they're they're both trying to take control of the situation which is not helping the situation at all and uh when when they they have to go to this uh collector the collector died all of a sudden yeah and now they have to help this guy this other collector like get rid of the like ex- like things could hurt him in some right. capacity <laughs> and there's a lot like, of dangerous things on that station <laughs> and then uh it's like they're trying to remove things and something happens and it turns out the collector stole something when he's been to be like, don't touch anything, don't touch the cases. And he winds up stealing this this uh erotic helmet. Let's not get too much into that. It's no, just, I'm not. Apparently Kalis, not Kalis, was it Kalis? Kalis. Kalis Gallus, whatever. Okay, it was Kalis. Kalis was essentially I'm not going to call him Klingon Jesus because that's not right. Right. But he's a ma- basically a major Klingon religious figure. Oh, okay. So that's essentially a religious item. Apparently he wore. Yeah. When he had to make babies. Yeah. I uh, will just say. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes more sense. But uh, yeah, I, I like the dynamic between those two where it's they're, they're, they're fighting him on the show the entire time and you can't lead, you can't lead. Mm-hmm. And it's more like, Hey, why don't we just let the other two try to figure out what's going on? And you're talking to si- the, uh, uh, Tindy and Rutherford, Tindy, 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 uh, Tindy, Tindy, Tindy and Rutherford. Rutherford. Uh, I like it because they, because the, they're again, those two characters work very well together. They're both scientists and they're trying to figure out like, Oh, if we use this, we can do this and this, and this, but overall it's a good episode. It definitely, <laughs> definitely when the, uh, the, 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 uh, Keishon gets turned into a puppet. Oh, I love that. I was that, like, what that, in the world? That was funny because it's like, oh, the new security officer got turned into a puppet. Right. Well, he's right in line with that with all the great Starfleet security officers that we tend to call red shirts. <laughs> and he wasn't wearing a red shirt. Well, that's because they didn't wear red shirts in that era. Right. But the original series, they all wore red shirts. That's why, you know, they're the great uh one of the great uh mm-hmm bits of philosophy that's ever come out of star trek is never go on an away team with a red wearing a red shirt yeah <laughs> there, be the one who dies yeah there's there's an episode where in uh uh the 2000 the 2009 movie. no 2012 2012 series where it's like leonardo loves this series but obviously it's a star trek ripoff oh on tmnt okay. on tmnt but uh it's so funny because be like, there's one point where it's like this very obviously he's a blatant yeah. uh you know clone of uh william shatner's character 
of Kirk, mm-hmm. but uh, it's so over the top. And you're like, yeah, these two guys over oh, on away mission and they're wearing red shirts. They go like, that's like, well, that's what they're designed to do. And it's just like, ouch, <laughs> but I digress with that. Going back yeah. to a, an actual Star Trek episode. Um, I just found it funny when he got turned into a puppet and they got to make sure he's okay. And he doesn't get destroyed. And yeah. So funny. <laughs> the part I thought was interesting connected to that because mm-hmm. it leads to one of my favorite lines in this whole episode mm-hmm. uh uh captain freeman is trying to be better about oh, giving yeah. her people space so she's, she's not checked in with the away team despite the fact that she should have checked she normally would have checked in a hundred times enough yeah. she's trying to give kayshawn space mm-hmm. to be you know a good leading commander mm-hmm. meanwhile he's been a puppet for the past <laughs> two hours uh, as they're on the station and they finally get to a point where they can actually, you know, communicate with the Cerritos mm-hmm. and it's uh, Tendi and Rutherford that are actually doing it because the other two are in the back. Uh-huh. And uh, Freeman says, says, uh, what the crap is going on? And they say, the ship is trying to collect us, Captain. Where's Kayshawn? And Tendi holds up the puppets <laughs> and says, Kayshawn, when he became a puppet. <laughs> said, and then Freeman says, this is what hands off gets me. Well, never again. And that's just oh. one of the two stories in this episode. We yeah. haven't talked about what Boimler's doing. <laughs> oh my gosh, poor Boimler. Uh, this is the uh, thankfully this is the last episode where we get these split stories because obviously by the end of this, Boimler mm-hmm. has come back to the Cerritos, yeah. or at least one of Boimler. one of them. Yes, <laughs> but uh, he's on this other mission, and he gets on this away team with these three other commandos who mm-hmm. are like to be who are you know they they're on the, they like being on the front lines and boots yeah. on the ground mm-hmm. those kind of heavy military type yeah. of people and she's they're all saying like i don't know how Riker Riker loves this stuff i don't know how he could have hung out on the d with uh under a card dealing with all this other boring stuff and one of the points that's like no they're i bet he loved that sort of stuff because mm-hmm. it's like you're going through all these exploration talking about mm-hmm. you know all the the cool parts of it and they're like blowing them off and everything mm-hmm. and by the end you know they're stuck down in the middle of this mine yeah and he's saying you know and then they they aren't wanting to do anything because they don't know what to do and boimler figures out what to do based on what he remembers of you know the story the logs that captain Riker would have had (laughs) and he's and he says you know what i i enjoy being in starfleet because i get to do i get to explore i get to see all this other cool stuff it's not always about all the stuff y'all are talking about and they all of course break this as yeah i like I, I what it was like i just like to put, shoot phasers or something like yeah. that and i got him because of science because <laughs> of science yes and uh they get the other three beamed up and of course that's when the ionization field comes back in oh yeah <laughs> and boiler gets <laughs> to go through the same thing Riker did where they beam him up they try to beam him up and they and uh only one of them gets up there but then they find out oh hey the the shuttlecraft's coming up. Well, that's odd. We didn't leave anyone on the surface. And it's the other Boimler, <laughs> which is better than what Riker got in in that episode because he was left to rot on that. The other Riker was left on that planet for who knows how many years mm-hmm. to live by himself. That's why he went and touched stir crazy. Ah. <laughs> and became Thomas Riker, mm. uh, who later would go on to lead part of the uh, terrorist organization, uh, the Maquis, which is interesting but anyway okay <laughs> it's an interesting tos uh, tng uh, ds9 episode sorry oh okay where he comes back for that because you think it's gonna be Riker, and it's not Riker. it's 
Tom, it's it's not Will Riker, it's Thomas, Thomas Riker, Riker. <laughs> but you don't know that for a good portion of that episode. But anyway, um, and then he's like, well, yeah, we can't have you both serve on the same ship, so well, one of you is going to have to go back to the Cerritos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and boy, and our Boimler, at least we assume it's our Boimler, mm-hmm. subsources thinking they would both take it. Yeah. And he says, no, I kind of just like it here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And he gets along with Riker like yeah. they're the best buds yeah <laughs> and that's why how we got boimler back on our uh, back on the show with the exactly and, and so our, our main cast is rejoicing it's like oh my yeah. gosh we were born and back. poor man <laughs> hammer just leaves him to it and leaves and leaves that's it yeah too funny anyway i think that brings us to the end of I these think reviews so. mm-hmm. you got anything to add before we uh, leave on this before we uh, cut out no i think this uh, i enjoy these two episodes i'm looking forward to even more uh lower decks mm-hmm. the insanity that goes on with this and uh yeah obviously because we're we're taking a little bit of a break a little bit of a break for a week because yeah. you're gonna be out of town i'm not sure exactly the order i'm going to release these in yeah so it may be next week when you hear another episode okay but uh yeah i think other than that uh in the meantime this has been drew this is jacob and we'll catch you in the next frame you can follow jacob on his facebook at jacob b heron his facebook page jacob's daily art corner where he tries to draw each and every day his instagram at jacob b heron his twitter at jacob heron and his letterbox to jacob heron you can find drew on facebook at drew dodgen his facebook page drew's photo bin to see his photography his letterboxed page at g george 759 his Twitter at GGeorge759, and Instagram at Drew Dodgen. You can like us on Facebook at The Cellcast Podcast, on Twitch at The Cellcast Gaming, on YouTube at Cellcast, on Twitter at Cast underscore Cell. The Cellcast can be found at Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else fine podcasts are downloaded from. Please rate and review us where you found us, and also on Podchaser. Email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. The Cellcast is a proud member of both the Pop Americana and Culture Box Media Networks. For more information, please see the link in the description. Our theme song is Drop and Roll by Silent Partner. And remember, that's Cell with a single L.